Welcome to Healthy Vibrations, a stage which welcomes changemakers, trailblazers, and people from different walks of life who are willing to share their own journey and various healing methods and self-exploration techniques for our youth and beyond. With that, today we have with us Juliana Lindner, who is the founder of All in Harmony and the creator of Synchronized Mind-Body Method. Welcome, Juliana. Lovely to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me. Just a little bit about Juliana. She's worked with women using EFT tapping and other mind-body connection tools and therapies to release emotional burdens that have held them back from abundant joy and love in their life. As a single parent, she's gone through a healing journey herself to interrupt and reverse generational patterns of distrust, blame, and unworthiness. In turn, exposing her ancient warrior wisdom supplies the teachings and guidance to other mothers as they learn how they can to switch their overwhelm and frustration into peace and power. With that, let me hand you over to Juliana. Juliana, why don't you let, tell us a little bit about your journey um, and your background before we delve a little bit deeper into some self-healing techniques. Yeah, which is amazing because the, the journey to get to where I am um, wasn't, it didn't feel easy. But now that I look back at it, I realize that everything that happened, every choice that I made, every consequence that I felt um, was happening for me. And in the midst of it, it didn't feel like that. It's yes. Um, so I'll go back to the early years before I went into college and university. I was an all all season athlete. I played sports. I played basketball. I ran track. I was a dancer. Uh, you name it, I stayed very busy. And that was that was the whole dynamic in my family was do, 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 busy, busy, busy. Um, and I, I did enjoy my youth in that aspect. I love playing sports. I love being on teams. I love being uh, just in the race of competitive drive um, and getting better. And I went through some um, injuries, setbacks, where I, I spend a lot of time in the athletic athletic training office and that get, started to get the the wheels turning of thinking like i really want to help people and i would love to get athletes in better condition to support their training so that they're not always spending so much time in the athletic trainer office that they are doing their prehab work and just really taking note of their body as they're training these you know rigorous training um, programs so I went into university thinking that I was going to follow the path to get my doctorate in physical therapy. And I didn't choose that path. I went with a little bit different inside the exercise science realm of more of the application of health and fitness. And as soon as I actually before I even finished and graduated college with my degree, I started personal training. So that was something that felt really natural. And I just easily walked into a position that felt really good, came really natural, and was very fulfilling at the time um, to transform someone's body, to get their mindset, you know, uh, doing more and like wanting to do more and push their body to new limits was incredible to watch in others. And being wrapped up in the fitness industry in all regards um, had me 
a little burnt out within <laughs> within a, a, probably less than three years, which is even crazy to think about. But um, everything again happened for a reason. And I was at the point of wanting more, wanting more impact. And I had accrued a, a nutrition certification for coaching. I was doing small group, I was leading workshops. I felt very involved, but I wanted to seek out more impact. And I made a trip all the way across the country from North Carolina to Colorado. And I dove into the public, uh, public health area um, and worked for Boulder Valley School District inside their food nutrition project or school food project. And it was amazing to see every, all the efforts of the community to come together with a 100% grant funded program to take care of kids um, and their nutrition, to have them learn about the food, where it comes from, um, and really take care of their bodies in that way. So I was thrilled to be a part of that experience. Um, life took me on a different turn uh, and I no longer went into or, or followed through with public health. And I was at a point when I had my daughter um, being alone and having some really rocky moments, actually what I consider two rock bottoms in just a short span of 18 months, I, uh, I was on my own and I said, I need to do something for myself. And at that point, I decided to um, invest myself in two different ways. And one being that I would invest in building a business for myself that I can call my own, that I would call the shots that would belong to me, that I had ownership over. And the second investment was taking care of me because I had, um, as a overgiver for most of my life, I had poured into others and now I was pouring into my child and seeing the not so good things come out of that. So those two investments really started me on the turn and that journey um, that you spoke about just introducing me that brought me to this place of radical acceptance and um, the abundant joy for life. And it's always evolving. It's always um, as I evolve, my business evolves, which is absolutely incredible. And, and I love to share where I was, um, how I got through those really dark times because they were extremely dark. Um, and, and where I am today, which is holding a smile that I used to show. I got really good when I was young at showing a smile that wasn't genuine. And now I hold a smile that is incredibly genuine. Um, and I don't think twice about it. But it's because of those dark times that you and I both are here, right? Yes, that's right. right. Mm -hmm. I think we all, when we go through those dark times, that's what makes us stronger. And that's what makes us who we are in um, today. And um, evolution, we, we all are continuously evolving, right? As we speak, we are evolving. So um, it's an incredibly touching journey that you've just spoken about. And I'm sure uh, you must have gone through um, a lot to get where you are. And what do you, what do you, um, you just talked about a little bit about pouring some love into yourself and into your daughter. Mm -hmm. What healing techniques did you use to get to where you are today? Yeah. Um, we were speaking about this another time that I, um, I, but once at one point in my life in my early twenties, um, had an obsession with 
physical pain, physical pain to distract me from emotional pain. And it took me some time to realize that and recognize that in myself. So when I made that investment to pour into myself, to take care of myself in a way in which I never had before, um, that meant going into a, um, a dark space and revisiting moments and memories in my life that I, I knew I was holding on to that held resentment and anger and grief in my body. And the one thing that started me and really kickstarted everything was getting um, acquainted with um, the somatic therapies. And the first that I dove into and I got guided through this uh, was hypnotherapy. So I was uh, blessed with an amazing hypnotherapist and we went into inner child memories and started to heal those memories. So that that was that was the starting point. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you mentioned about um, the fact that you um, uh, to de- to remove to get away from the emotional pain. How you went into physical pain, exposed yourself to physical pain, because a lot of youth today continue to do that. We, we often hear of people cutting themselves, these youth cutting themselves because they can't deal with the emotional pain because they don't know what kind of emotions are going through their bodies through their minds and they don't know how to heal themselves. I'm glad you brought that up. And I hope that every youth that's or every human that's listening to this podcast will take a learning away from it, how self-love is so important for you to heal that child in you before you can um, graduate in your journey. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know how much, um, and I still don't know the full capacity, but I do know that, um, showing up to parent my inner child today is one of the most important things that I can do to show up to be the best parent for my child. And that is showing my inner child love and compassion and grace. And even using the language in which I, at a time in my early childhood, really wished my parent would have used. And this is not to say that, I'm not pointing a finger or blaming, and, and I've had I've worked through lots of forgiveness from my own parents, and it was just what I needed. And recognizing what I needed um, had me turn into this place of how can I offer that today in the moment, in this moment of um, anxiousness or overwhelm? What am I feeling? What do I feel like I am lacking right now? And what the, what's the language I'm using and how can I comfort her? How can I comfort my little girl inside of me um, and show her that love that she really needs? Yeah, one of, one of the learnings that um, I go through with all of my coaching, teenage coaching, is my primary niche is to bridge the generational divide between a parent and a child because I strongly believe that that is the foundation of your life and it's very important to heal your relationship with your parents if they're around and if they're not. It's essential to forgive them and forgive yourself. And like you said, you're not blaming anybody. The parents are doing the, the best that they can or they could, but it wasn't enough for us or the person who's struggling. So I think it's very important to kind of understand that to see how we can reduce the gap and heal your inner child. So now you talk, also talked about uh, mind and body synchronize, uh, me- the, the synchronized mind and body method. Um, tell us a little more about that. 
Yeah, what I realized after doing a lot of um, self-help on my own, listening to podcasts, um, doing deep dives into self-help books, um, what I felt like was doing the work, so to speak, um, it was only at the tip of the iceberg. And I say that if you were to imagine um, an iceberg, the tip of the iceberg is about, we could call it 10%. And that 10% being your conscious mind. Uh, what lies beneath that iceberg or the water surface is about 90% of that volume of iceberg. And, and that is your subconscious mind. That is where your memories are stored. That is where your beliefs come from. Um, that is your programming that comes from childhood and, and generations. And so working in, for me, working in the conscious mind and just working with the mind, um, was not scraping enough of the surface. So I wanted to peel back the layers. This is the language I use, peeling back the layers of self, um, discovering more of these parts of self that um, are with me. They're all part of me. And, and diving deeper, working with the body. So I like to use the example of um, affirmations because that is something that is pretty tangible. Um, whether you're reading it on a blog, online, or you're hearing it in, inside a podcast like this, is that positive statements or affirmations, or if you want to call it a mantra, um, are valuable when they're felt internally in the body, when they're felt inside and they belong to you. Um, it doesn't mean that you are um, going against yourself if you're saying something positive that you're not quite there yet, but you have to internalize it to um, actually have it dissipate and be and transfuse with all cells in your body. So when you're working with the body rather than against the body, that mind-body connection allows you to synchronize your system and to bring yourself what we would consider in balance um, or, what, or an equilibrium state. Uh, and it's just another way um, I have those I have those tools in my toolbox to help regulate my nervous system. So when my nervous system is regulated, um, it's balanced, it's at that equilibrium state. It, I feel peace in my body. I feel bliss in my body. I feel joy in my body. I feel those positive um, affirmations. So it comes from the sensation first. So those those two connective pieces, connecting the mind and connecting the body as one to work with the whole body is really where I see transfer transformation happen at the um, most foundational and deepest level. Yeah, that is so true. It's the stories and uh, language that we use for ourselves, right? It's uh, what we can do, what we can, what we believe is what we achieve. So that is so true for transformation. It's so needed for transformation. Now I hear um, in one of our earlier conversations, we also spoke about uh, using EFT tapping. And I've seen a lot of people use it, but I have to admit that I wanted to learn it, but I life passed me by and it's still passing me by and I still want to learn it. But look, what I asked for came to me. So here you are. Why don't you tell us a little bit about EFT tapping? Even though this... Um, 
podcast is going to be on amazon apple spotify but the video is going to be on youtube too so i'm sure people can see if you tell us visually what it's like yes yes and yes. why don't you talk through it so people who are listening to it on the podcast can also kind of play along with it absolutely so i want to introduce it in the most simplistic manner so that it's really um digestible and tapping is simply that it is really digestible and it's one way that i see um someone who is resistant to meditation so if if you think or believe that you cannot sit quietly with yourself to meditate um you're most likely prejudging yourself number one because uh you have this preconceived notion that meditation is meant to be perfectly still and silent and your mind should be flat line and that would be death <laughs> so um but you have this fear and that's okay because i have possessed that as well it's, it was a belief of mine as well what i see for the emotional freedom tech technique is a way to really introduce yourself to um these the, the healing world and to sit quietly and to um work through and process your emotions and come to a place of peace and tranquility and and confidence and actually seal the deal and i'm going to explain that a little bit because again when you're working with the body and you're working with this eft um literally tapping tool we're tapping on acupressure points on the body you're um allowing the energy of emotion because emotions carry an energy right we say hi high vibe or high frequency all oh, that you know you're not matching my vibe right we know that language so the emotions carry an energy and when we don't address them when we try to suppress them when we push them down um whether consciously or subconsciously as a protection and coping mechanism they get stuck in our body so these these emotions these memories are stored in our body and what EFT tapping allows us to do is to move the emotion to to start circulating through our body and actually be released so you you're giving yourself i give myself permission to release this emotion when i am ready when i feel ready i will let this emotion go completely now i'm not being specific with emotion but as you tap through these points you're speaking to where you're at in that moment so it's very um moment to moment just like you are in a meditative state and um that emotion now that it's released from your body you have space you've created space in your body right you're um i think that's so these... let me ask you a question here i'm sorry to interrupt do you yeah. have to know the pressure the acupressure points beforehand um yes you do okay okay yes yes for our audience okay yes and i will walk through immediately after i say um the reason for the sealing the deal because once you open up space in your body to release the emotion what you want to do is use an affirmation and 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 what i do is work through an entire round or circulation and multiple of them actually from working one on one with somebody to seal the deal to bring in that um positivity or confidence but new belief um that you want to stand by that you want to claim so you're introducing something you're introducing new emotion into your body to take the place of the space that was created by eliminating or letting go of the undesirable emotion So what that does is it seals the deal so that you don't walk away from a tapping session and you just consume any energy that flows your way, right? The negativity because we are 
energistically um, exchanging energy at every moment. Even in this conversation, we're exchanging energy. So if you go immediately into your workplace setting or you go into a chaotic environment, you start absorbing that negative emotion or negative um, you know, it, uh, energy, then all that work is, is I don't want to say the word. Yeah. Yeah. Null and void. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So sealing the deal is really important and where you want to start in the, um, is channeling your, you're tapping at the side of the hand, what used to be called the karate chop, but it's either two or three fingers on the fleshy part of the side of your hand. And this is where I will begin with I, I consider them opening statements, even though I'm, I feel anxious, I still love and accept myself anyway. Even though I feel this tension and anxiety in my body, I know that when I'm ready, I will give it permission to be released. Even though I'm feeling anxious about my situation and I don't seem to have control over what is going on, that's okay. I can accept this and I love myself anyway. And then once you uh, feel complete in those opening statements, you go to the top of your head. And sometimes it's just a matter of voicing what's going on above the brow. I feel where you feel this in the body, on the side of the eyes, the sensations, maybe there's a texture or color or temperature to this feeling, right? If you're angry, it's getting hot. Ooh, my body is so hot right now. Underneath the eyes, I'm so very angry. Underneath the nose, I'm so disappointed in myself. Underneath the nose, I can't believe I did that. Underneath the collarbone, I messed up big time, right? And this is a venting portion of it to get it all out, to acknowledge underneath the arms, we're at the auxiliary point. And then to the underneath the chest, right at the, uh, for women, the bra line, or would be the sternum. And then finishing out the circuit on your wrist point, which is closing those two centers, right? You have a left and a right side to your body. So now you've closed the centers and you can repeat the circuit at the top of your head. Okay. Yeah. So let's just say, can I just repeat that just for our audience? Absolutely. Yeah. So side of your uh, wrist, the fleshy part of your wrist, then you go to the top of your head. Yep. Then you go to the side of your, uh, to the top of your, above your brows, mm-hmm. below your, a side of your um, eye. What do you call this? Side of your eyes, under your eyes, mm-hmm. below your nose, below your, uh, on your chin. Right below your lip. You, right below your lip. Mm-hmm. And then you go to, um, on your chest. Collarbone. It's going to be about uh, an inch apart from where your collarbone seems to meet. Okay. And then you go to your side of your, so your bra line for women. Yep. Underneath uh, the arms, you're going to. Underneath the arms. Yep. Yeah. And then the center of your chest, right? Or your sternum. Mm-hmm. And then you close it out with both the fists together. Right. Yes. Oh my God. This is going to be so helpful to our youth. Um, and everybody who struggles with anxiety, with all that, um, um, uh, the technology coming at you and all the images coming at you people struggle with anxiety so much so the EFT tapping will definitely help thank you so much for sharing that Juliana that was super helpful Absolutely. Um, moving on from EFT tapping um, why don't you um, uh, speak to us on how you know how people uh, seem to revert, revert back to old ways of doing and thinking 
and uh, they self-sabotage themselves. So how is it that they can continue to live um, their moment of growth continuously, consistently, rather than falling back into their old methods of living? Yeah. So how do you maintain consistency in your life and not go back to um, the struggle that you were encountering earlier? The yeah. methods. That... Uh, th there's a lot of layers to this. Um, and I have been on the side of an overwhelming amount of self-sabotage. And I saw this represented most frequently in my romantic relationships where um, what I was receiving, so to speak, was um, a partner who took advantage of my kindness. Um, and I over, I said in the beginning, I am an overgiver. I've been an overgiver. Not anymore. I overgive to myself, if anything. There's, there's no, no overgiving to yourself. No, there's no yourself. shortage of that. No, there's no shortage at all. It's um, like, the more you give, the better it is. It is, yes. But on the other side, we, we don't often recognize that on the, uh, in the physical world, pouring out to others. Um, and, and that can be very discouraging it can be disruptive to your confidence to your self-esteem um to the value you have within yourself your inherent value gets lost in other people and when we attach ourselves to another person or an outcome or have this expectation that what we give is then going to be returned to us it it often is met with disappointment so um I think there's a lot to be said around self-sabotage, but again, when I speak about it, I always remind myself and others that you're working with your whole body, that you want to be um, on board. And when you're on, on board with your mind and your body, um, and that comes together as one, then you're starting to build your trust. So as you build your trust or, or the way in which you build your trust um, is by setting boundaries. So making the commitment to set a boundary, a healthy boundary that allows you to take care of your needs, to take time for yourself, to have, to be assertive, to use your voice. Um, there's a lot, again, there's a lot of elements involved, but the one thing to, to recognize, because I, I had, um, I went through disordered eating and eating disorder for about seven years of recovery and relapses. And and to an extent, there's every day is a relapse. And that's an yes. interesting aspect for an addict or someone who's in uh, any type of recovery, toxic relationship recovery, right? There are um, relapses and in the uh, instance for a relapse at any time, any day. And the most important thing to, to recognize within yourself is that you have the capability to come back to compassion and grace. And that if it were to happen, or when it were, when it happens, that you can just be okay with it. And you don't have to let that spiraling circle of negativity um, flood your system and flood your nervous system to, to take you back away from that desired feeling in your body, whether that's happiness, love, peace, serenity, joy, bliss, um, that self-sabotaging is some form of rejection and yes. and what i noticed in myself so a lot of what i say is is coming from my own experience 
And so when I was in the cycle of self-sabotage, I recognized within myself that I was rejecting myself. So I won't get into the layers, but you know, I, I like peeling back layers and diving in deeper. So when I got curious about where that rejection first began, because it wasn't initially me rejecting me, it became me rejecting me because I was so accustomed to being rejected. So when I realized where that rejection first established, and we're talking about um, something that I actually didn't have a, um, a memory of, I, I really couldn't almost tap into it until I started tapping and using the EFT method was um, at shortly after birth, I was a baby and I felt rejection. So um, noticing just that that's been so imprinted in my body that I can now hold more grace and compassion as I work myself out of that, that it's not going to be foolproof. I am not going to be perfect. Um, sometimes I don't like, again, words really hold their weight. So the language really matters and noticing that there was a slip up. So whatever language you want to call around um, the sabotage or the reverting back to the behavior is um, how can I hold compassion for myself in this moment? I noticed that I had a slip up, that language of I notice, I acknowledge that it happened and it was in the past. And now where I am today or right now in this moment actually is holding compassion and grace for myself. That what do I need? Sometimes it's a matter of just asking what do I need more of? And then I'm going to go a little deeper and say, what do I need to let go of? Correct. Yeah. So it's all about, it comes down to boundaries and the language that we use for ourselves and the stories we tell ourselves to come back into your, um, your center, if you may call it. Yeah. Right? We all use our, lose our center every once in a while. And I think it's okay to lose your center as long as you've recognized that you've lost your center and you know how to bring yourself back. Yeah. And someone who's not familiar with that feeling of being centered and grounded, that's okay. Um, I think the most tangible piece to, to come um, back to is that connection with your body and your breath. And you, I know you use this in your practice with yoga and in my yoga practice, it has allowed me to expand that in itself. Um, but as, as easily as we can be distracted or tempted um, to be pulled away from center, to be pulled away from being grounded and whole, um, or the, the sensation of being whole and complete um, is, is a blink of an eye. And then as soon as you open your eyes, you come back to an inhale and that inhale can be what you need, um, what you feel that is serving you best. So as, as much as you exhale and you lean into temptation, you can pull back and inhale what you need. And it's as, um, I say it simple because that is the simplicity of it, but it does take time. It takes that practice of noticing and recognizing within yourself that you have the ability to come back, always come back. And everybody listening to this, uh, don't be too hard on yourself. It's an evolution. Yes. We're all learning every day. Like Juliana said, nothing is simple. It seems very simple. And an inhale, how hard can it be? But yes, when you're in the midst of that chaos, it can be hard. Just that one simple breath 
can be very hard. But it's continuous evolution, it's continuous practice. So thank you, Juliana, this is awesome. I think um, our audience would have really benefited from this talk. We've learned the EFT technique today. We've learned how to come back from um, not self-sabotaging yourself, how to uh, find your center, how to keep yourself grounded. And of course, your beautiful journey. We've learned a lot from it. So thank you for being with us today. And I'm going to ask you one more thing before we, before I let you go. What is the one thing you'd like to say to our youth? From your experience. Mm. Find moments every day for love, for the space of love. So, you know, that could be... Um, of course, I'm going to encourage love into yourself, love into another human, but it goes beyond that. Love the experience, um, love the moment, love the laughter, love the joy, love the sunshine, love the sensation the sun brings onto your body. When you are feeling into the experience in the moment, you are going to appreciate um, what you have right in front of you and you won't... Um, you won't desire so much to seek outside of yourself. Live in the present moment. Thank Live you so beautifully articulated. Thank you so much, Juliana. Mm, Would you like to share your uh, social handles and people can follow you to learn more about you on Instagram? I know you're very active on social media. Would you like to um, say your social handles so people yeah. can follow you? Yes, of course. Uh, my name, it's it's my, my trademark. So Juliana um, underscore Lindner underscore coaching on Instagram. And you can also uh, find a little bit more about me on my webpage, so julianalidner.net, and um, the services that I provide in my coaching. And, and then on Facebook, you can friend request me either on my personal page or follow my business page, but it's all Juliana Lindner. That's who I am, that's who I represent, and um, it's been a pleasure being here with you today. Same here, Juliana. It's so lovely. I mean, I'm so glad I met you. I'm so glad. So thank you for coming on the show. I'm sure our audience are going to love you and you'll get a lot. You'll get to hear from a lot of them. So thank you again for being with us. Thank you so much.